Hello, dudes, dudettes, duders, and everything in between, and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I'm your host, Jesse. Mm, let's try something new. I'm your host, Mr. Jesse Kester. I'm your host, Jesse Kester Esquire. I am your host, Lord King God Kester. None of those feel right. I'm your host, Jesse Kester. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we, we appreciate the fact that you listen to our program. And um, if, if, there's any, if there's any negative feedback, I hope that you will deliver it directly to me. And uh, if there's any positive feedback, I hope you will deliver it directly to iTunes with a five-star review and a couple of kind words about what you like so much about this program, which will be difficult, I know, to keep what is likable about this program to a couple of short words because there's just so darn much to like about this here program. Look, if I could give it multiple reviews of the five-star nature, you know I would. I'd be doing that already, five times a day. Five on five, I'd call it. Hey, that's like a segment we do. Anyway, welcome to the episode. Uh, to, this is a unique one. We're going to break format a little bit. Usually we do the, the four-part miniseries. This is a one and done. Um, this could be filed under background extraing if you wanted to, but it's unique for other reasons. Our guest today is Jody Clark. I uh, met Jody doing background extraing on a production that I am very very excited to have been a part of, and I can't wait to go see it when it comes out. That's right, go see it. That should give you a hint that it's not a, a television program. It's something that will be passing through the, the cinemas. I uh, can't say much about it because it is a, a fairly secretive project, but I, I met Jody. It was a night shoot, and we were just hanging out. Uh, uh, it was at, a, at an airport where we were shooting, and it was an all-night shoot, and we, we got to chatting because, you know, we're, there's nothing to do between takes. So we start talking. Um, and Jody, here's, here's the thing, is Jody is mentally handicapped. And you'll hear us talk about that in the program. And we, we were on set talking about his life, and, and I realized, like, I'd never taken the time to see the world through the eyes of somebody who was... Uh, mentally mentally handicapped so i i invited him on i was enjoying the conversation we were having on set i invited him on it took a a little bit of of scheduling to get it done um but but we got it done um and i'm i'm this is an episode like so many that we have on this program where i'm i'm obviously in over my head i'm not really sure how to handle this interview um I think we, we made it through okay. I think we, we found some connections in there. I think we got to have a couple of laughs together. And, and, uh, I got the, the, and the, the big question is, did I get to see the world through Jody's eyes? Yes, I did. So, I, so we can call this episode a success. That doesn't mean it's a perfect 100% success. I, I don't have much experience in the, the world of, of mental handicap. And there might be times throughout the interview where I use uh, verbiage that that is not the the correct. It's not the modern verbiage. Um, I'm what I'm trying to do throughout the interview is suss out how Jody talks about it, and then I try to copy his patterns. Uh, but that might not be the most modern and politically correct way to. I might I might be using the the uh, mental handicap version of the n-word in this uh, interview and uh, I, I ask your forgiveness if if I misspeak if I'm using if, if, if I stumble 
I, I do ask your forgiveness in advance, and I'd ask you to evaluate this conversation as a whole and try to try to appreciate it for uh, the 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 point of view that we get that we wouldn't have been able to get otherwise. And please know that as I continue to do this program, I'm trying to improve the way I speak, the way I understand other people and other uh, other communities that I'm not a member of. So that's that's kind of the 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 warning at the beginning, and and I really do appreciate your indulgence as we figure these as I figure these things out in real time, and I really appreciate Jody for taking the time to come on and and share his perspective of the world. So thank you so much for tuning in, and like I said, just please uh, forgive the missteps on this episode if if you feel that there are any and please feel free to to reach out to me directly if there are missteps that i took that you feel that could be improved so thank you for your listenership thank you for for everything that you do as an audience and thank you jody for coming on without further ado i give to you mr jody clark drops hello and welcome to the hollywood fishbowl my name is jesse i'm your host and today I am joined by Jody Clark. Jody Clark, welcome to the party. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm good. I'm good. We had uh, one recording this morning. It was a, an indie musician. The interview went well. The performance afterwards went very, very well. It was great to hear That's her great. sing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the, what we do, what we do, what, we, what I like to do at the beginning is kind of talk to the guest and, and get some information about where you grew up, what your life was like as a child. So you're, okay. you're from Lancaster? Yeah, from Lancaster, California. Awesome. Born there? Yep. Born born there in the AV Hospital. Mm-hmm. And you grew up? Yeah, I grew up there in Lancaster. So, um, most, yeah, I, I grew up there, there in, the, in Lancaster. And what was, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's because, we, oh, like, we came in and you were chatting. Like, we were just, ch- you, we were talking like like no, nobody's business five minutes ago. And now I feel like you're getting shy on me. Are you? No, I'm, no, okay. uh-uh. Okay, so you go to, you, were you going to school, public school down there? Um, I was going to public school, special ed. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent um, from first grade all the way up through, um all the way up to 12th in special ed. Mm-hmm. I had the same teacher for about four years. What Ms. was his name, her name? His name is Mr. Precord. He was legally blind, though, but he was able to teach. Mm-hmm. And he has been, he's my inspiration on doing more in life, because if he can do that, I can do this. <laughs> that's good. That's that's good attitude. So what you're growing up, you're growing up in, in special ed. Now you are you're mentally disabled. How, how do we yeah. talk about it? Like, I want to learn how to talk about it correctly. So if you can tell me what how, how do you want to talk about that part of, of you? Yeah, mentally disabled. They used to call it Molly mm-hmm. mentally retardation MMR that's but now they don't like to use that word mm. yeah sometimes I'm slow sometimes you can't tell that that um that I that have anything wrong with me at all besides my eyes my allergies and all that stuff <laughs> well I've got I've got seasonal allergies and that is quite enough to be wrong that that's I hate those more than anything I have allergies year round <laughs> the no. damage is done <laughs> The word does 
does the word retardation bother you or is that like if you do you grew up with it right so how does that what how do you like to talk about it I just I don't want to be just to hear the word retardation and not the word um, what they would use a lot of times in school pick on you retarded okay well, I'm gonna. Um, is is it okay if I stick with mentally disabled or? Yeah, mentally disabled. I okay, th- that's what we like to be called. Okay, okay, okay. Um, just because I I, I, don't, I don't know. I, we don't. You're you're the first person we've had on, uh, and I don't want to focus only on that. I, the reason I'm bringing it up now is because I want to talk about it respectfully, the way you like to talk about it. So I I just wanted to ask those questions early so that I don't have to make mistakes the whole time and be be yes, rude. Right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm used to it. Okay. How many kids were in your class though? Was it a big one, a small one? Well, they kind of um what they used to do, I mean, it used to be like 12 kids per class, but then there was the class next door mm-hmm. for the younger kids, and they used to have 12 kids. So sometimes we were separated by our, our grades because mm-hmm. um, the, the grades still from the, um, let's say the first teacher would teach K through second grade, and then, my, then the, our side was... Um, um, third grade through six, but sometimes they would combine us though, um, to do certain things. So there'll be about 24 kids in the okay. whole class. And what would those days be like? I mean, what, what kind of classes are you doing at that size? Uh, we would be doing like, um, cooking, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting ready for some activities, going shopping, um, and, and stuff, um, stuff like that. Um, we would have like recesses together and all that stuff. Are you any good at cooking? Yeah, I can cook. Really? (laughs) I cannot. I cannot. I remember we the 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 home economics classes. I was not good. Still not good at cooking. Matter of fact, my sister took and kicked me out of the kitchen. She's really cook healthy. (laughs) Wait, were you were you taking over? Were you trying to do too much as as the head chef? And she wanted control. No, she want dietary. She want healthier stuff. Ah, okay, okay. Wait, what are you cooking then? I'd be cooking anything from lasagna to um, to to things like um, cream of chicken, pot roast, and all that stuff. So, so it's time for me to go when she put on weight. <laughs> I hear that. My wife is the is the cook in our family, and she's really good. She's she's not around. She's she's in Japan right now. Oh, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you travel at all? No, not like that. I went to Texas over a month or two ago to see my sister and her family. The same sister that's got the healthy diet now? No, no, no. Oh, wait, how many How many sisters do you have? How many? Two. Two sisters? Any brothers? No brothers. And where are you? In the middle, the top, the bottom? Middle. Oh, okay, okay. I'm the one that's spoiled. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, being the middle child is the best. <laughs> yeah. Love be- I'm also the middle between two sisters. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so, it's so nice. Because the older, for me, the, my older sister was always getting in trouble. She was an adult before any of us. So she was, you know, taking the car out for joy rides and then she'd get in trouble for this, that, and the other. Yeah. My younger sister's the baby. They would just spoil her. But at me, yeah. I was invisible. I got, I got away with all of it. Yeah. But uh, I, yes. I was the one that's mostly as catered to, though. <laughs> <laughs> were your sisters good to you or were they, were they tough? Were they bullies at all growing up? Well, my uh, my older one, yeah, she was she was a bully, yeah, to me. 
My younger one, I had her under my thumb. <laughs> same, same thing here. I was, I was, wait, in a good way or in a bad way? In a good way. How, how, how does that work? Well, my younger sister got, she got married in her teenage years and we were years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like 12 years between my older sister, and my younger sister, eight years between me and her. So, um, after she got married off when I was like 10 or 11 years old, mm-hmm. though I had my younger sister all to myself, but she's like two or three. Oh, and you were good to her? Oh, yeah, much better to her than, yeah, than what my older sister was, but she's good to me now. Okay. She calls, we talk, she spoiled me on the last. A few trips out to Texas, and which which part of Texas? Like Dallas, Austin. Where are you staying when you stay there? Fort Worth. Okay. She okay. had me get. She had me and my mom get off the train in Fort Worth. Um, are you taking the Amtrak? We we always take Amtrak, dude. I love traveling by train across cool, America. Huh? It's so beautiful. You forget it's a beautiful country. Please. Yeah, that's the only way I can get um, my parents. With all their health and medical problems and stuff like that, so when I get them around is by train. How long is the trip? Is it two days by train or a day? Two and a half. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a long tra- trip. Yeah, two and a half, and we have to have all our medical stuff and all that stuff in our in our train rooms. You got the the bed cabins? Oh yeah, we can't do without them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely can't do without them. And you you don't like flying? No. Well. No, I don't like to fly. Me too. If, um, it's why I, I came back to America is I love uh, trains. And my dad and all his medical problems, so there's no way I can get him through an airport. <laughs> how old were you? How old were your parents when you were born? Were they like 30s, 40s? Let's see here. That's a good. I think my dad was in his 30s. Okay. And my mom was in her mid. Yeah, 24 and I think 33 when I was born. Okay, and how old are you now? 49. Going to be 50 next week. Really? When's your birthday? Um, August 28th. Dude, happy birthday. Thank you. Mine is uh, August 3rd. I just had mine about two weeks ago. Happy so. birthday. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You're not a Leo, though. What's What's next? Virgo. Virgo. All right. Well, uh, many, many brilliant returns in the coming year. So you grow up, um, you go through high school. What what happens when you graduate high school? Do you start working? Or? I went to, um, yeah, I start working. I Actually, I was in a work program before high school. I mean, during high school, I was in a youth work program. Actually, I was doing TV work off and on though, through, my, through my years in school. My teachers and stuff, I would actually would put me in movies and stuff. And you were in front of the camera? I was in front of the camera. I was like a runner on like highways to heaven. I I was like a runner uh, for the Special Olympics, um, which I did grow up in the Special Olympics. I have questions about that. We'll get to the Special Olympics. Let's talk about the film career first. Um, What, what, why, why film? Why were you interested in that? Well, why film? Well, because. Probably because I spent some, the off and on during my lifetime growing up, I spent so much time um, doing, I mean, things. Um, and a lot of times, those Special Olympics, though, would put me in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to pursue it more. And also I want the world though to know though how, you know, how disabled people, um, does things, how, how, um, we get along and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and, and I do have to say things to television and movies and stuff like that, that they, they do treat us better now. Uh, how, uh, talk about that for a minute. That's, that's, this is something I don't know much about. So what, what changed? What? How? How did the change happen? Well, when I was growing up, though, like if I go into business, uh, sometimes um, I have been I have been kicked out of businesses and stuff like that, or they refuse to serve me and stuff. Though, because people say that's the freaking um, retard and stuff like that. Though we don't serve them here, but thanks to all these movies, they're chipping away at it, and all these TV shows such as Life Goes On and. And, um, you know, stuff like that, the people now tends to, to, um, you know, they more or less adore disabled people now instead of, um, running us down. Like today I was cleaning out my, um, my family's vehicle and my sister, she takes my disabled friend to the ball games with her. Mm -hmm. And, um, and his favorite catchphrase is, is, yeah, baby. And I know it's on an envelope. They had his, they, they, they put on their, um, um, they, they put on there for his name. Yeah, baby. Or no, what's up, baby? Mm-hmm. Then they put his real name on there. There though, cause they, cause they really do adore being with him and stuff like that. So now, how do you feel about like the way, the mental mentally disabled people are shown in movies like you got your Leonardo DiCaprio's and your Sean Penn's who who do the acting do you feel like they're good portrayals bad portrayals it sounds like it's it's kind of positive that you're that the world has become more accepting of it but what do you think I think they try to do their best um um for us and for um you know, for our life and stuff like that. Like, I think as last year, mm-hmm. the Special Olympics celebrate 50 years. It's been going on for 50 years now. Yeah, and it was a big thing on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, years ago, that would have been hush-hush. Mm. But it was huge up here in L.A. And and because of that, though, now we're getting the Olympics back. Mm-hmm. And it was viewed by millions of people. So, yeah, it's really been a positive effect in a lot of ways, though, but we still got some ways to go, though. Oh, there's always more work to do. There's always more work to do. Um, Yeah. So my wife. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I do have lots of questions about the Special Olympics. Like what what what? Were you competing in what sports? Did my you... favorite was track and field. Which uh, the five hundred meter dash? Like which which parts of track and field did you do? Um, I did I did the four hundred. I did um, I did the short races. I never liked those. I always liked the long ones better. As you see me on highways to heaven, though I I would be running. Um, kid from nowhere, same thing. Running. What's the longest distance you've run? Like a 
I think I did the mile. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. I love running too. I uh, Two months ago, I had an ankle, a, a small ankle injury. So I haven't been running, but I've just started again this week. And I love it. It's such a good feeling to be out there running. Well, yeah, I have an ankle injury though. Which <laughs> I got a very big one, which I'm, I had to get it operated on. Uh-oh, that, that's that what happened? Was it just uh, walking and tripping or...? Yeah, walking and tripping. I like take long walks with my dogs too. And how many dogs do you have? Three. What are the names? Chloe, Guardian, and I call one Big Faith. Big Faith. Why Big Faith? Because she's a my my Chloe and Guardian. They're Chihuahua mixes. Big Faith is a is a um, Great Dane mix. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, uh boy, 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 did you win? Gold, silver, bronze? Do they? I won them all. They give you. <laughs> they give you a medal after um, each race. Mm-hmm. Though they don't just. You know how how lots of these um, track and field um, events. So how they just give you like a big prize at the end. Okay, it's Special Olympics. So at the end of that race, you get called over to the platform and you mm-hmm. get your ribbons, your medals there for each race. You come home with the bunch of medals, <laughs> bunch of awards for each race. Are you still involved with the, the Olympics or no? are you finished with that? Okay. No, I haven't been involved in years. <clears throat> so what, what are you doing to keep yourself busy now? Well, basically they'll do movie work. Um, I also sell um, women's defense, self-defense stuff. Like the mace sprays, things like that? Pepper spray, mm-hmm. um, pepper spray, stun guns. Um, I got a catalog in my stuff here, but yeah, pepper spray, stun guns, um, and stuff like that. I have to, to do that because I can't work in the movies as much as I used to because, um, and my parents' health has really fallen down. My, yeah. my dad had to quit driving last April. So I have to now, um, take them around see how i get around i can't read maps i use the vc navigator mm, yep vc navigator like the the uh, yeah the navi the the gps thing tells me where to turn and all that yep, stuff yep yep um da, 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 how did you how did you land on women's defense products how did that come into your life because i kept buying from them and buying from wait them. what do you mean so they were how Somebody was selling pepper spray, and you bought a lot of pepper spray, and now you're... Re- no, I can't have pepper spray because my chronic dry. They, they sold stun guns. Actually, I got one right here. Please do not stun gun me. No, I'll just show you what they look like. Okay. <laughs> I am very weak. I cannot See, handle a stun gun. Like, this is one of them. This is a camera. That looks like a camera. Yeah, the, it's a camera. Although, but I'm not going to use no stun gun. Please, uh, how I don't even okay. Flashlight. That's, that's a flashlight. That I'm not scared of. I am the alarm. Okay. Stun guns there. Phone chargers here, and you take out the pin. Wait, what? Does, what does get, it do? You get nothing. Ah. If somebody attacks you, and they're trying to grab this away because they might figure out what it is. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay, the truth is I'm not scared of you. I'm scared of anything that hurts anyone. That's why I'm so nervous right now. I've never yeah. been I've never been around a stun gun before. I've never seen one in real life. So that's why I'm nervous. Uh, okay. Well, they're 
Nothing to be afraid of. Can I see that thing? Now yeah, I'm very curious. It, just touch it. I'm just. not going to touch the stun gun. I just I do want to see it close up, though. So what what happens is there's a, an electrical charge that goes through there, and if it touches your skin, you'll be electrocuted? Yeah, the person okay. will be electrocuted, and they'll get staggering and fall down. That way I take one of those when my dog walks, and mm-hmm. anybody thinks they can overcome me because they see I'm disabled or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been attacked or mugged or robbed or anything? or? Kind of, yes. I've been robbed behind a gas station before, so I've been attacked by pet bulls and stuff like that. On my dog, on my dog walks though, but the vet takes a look at my dogs and says, "Man, you got that pretty good." Says, "Yeah, you got to see the other dogs after I beat them up." Because <laughs> actually, I got one. Yes, and they're a whole lot longer than that. Hmm. That was very interesting. I've, I'm just excited. I've never seen a real stun gun. Now I'm curious. I'm thinking maybe I should stun gun myself just to see what it feels no, no, like. No, 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 no. <laughs> Joking. No, no that really hurts, and it takes a long time to get over. What, how long? <laughs> like a, an hour, or is it days? Or what, what type of damage does it do? It takes... It takes about a good couple hours to get over. I, yeah, I stun gun myself one time in the stomach. Just on accident or on purpose? It was an accident. And what what happens? Like you can't move, or you what? Just painful? I, I've never had it's it. It's just like a burn. Okay, okay, okay. And then the burning goes away after a couple of hours. Is there a scar yeah. or a mark or anything? No. Okay, okay. I will not stun gun myself. Sorry. I, I just, I, I'm never around anything that can hurt people. Uh, knives yeah. in the kitchen, but beyond that. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Very, very cool. Thank you for bringing this. This is the first... Yeah, the first time I've seen one of those. Do they all? Do they all look like a fake thing? Are they all disguised as like cameras or cell phones and stuff like that? Or is this a unique one? This is a unique one. They have different ones for different. Yeah, you know, some of I used to have one that used to be disguised as an old cell phone. Mm-hmm. But I got rid of it because it's the um, the disguise was out it's of like date. Like too old. Yeah, it looks like a 1995 cell phone or 1999, whenever. Yeah, it looked like 1999 cell phone. I bought it years ago, though, at the um, at the Burbank Gallery, Burbank Music Mall. Okay. Okay. So, yep. Yeah, so it, they're they're okay. One time I had to use on on one on a person though that was going into a diabetic type of thing. Wait, you had to use a stun gun on someone who was having a diabetic? Yeah, because they were way up there in the hills. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, and we were shooting, um, we were, sh- we were doing a shoot, and, um, and um, he was, I think he was going around to trying to find something, but then he started getting violent and angry, and he was going to go outside and hang himself. And it's going to take the, the ambulance a long time to get there because yep. they were like way up there. So yeah, I had to yeah, do yeah. something. That's wild. Yeah. So I had to detain him some way. And How long ago was this? Well, this was like a year or so ago. Okay. And are, are these selling okay? Like, are you actually, is it, is it working as a side job? It's still okay. I really they don't push them as much as I like to do the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about movies for a minute. We've got uh, waiting, waiting for Ronald right here. We'll get that up in, yep. in camera. What, what is this project? Can you tell me a little bit about it? It's about disabled people. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellen Gerstein, she's wonderful, by the way. Um, I, anybody that works with her loves her. 
her though you can um she she wrote this beautiful script she wrote directed and produced this part herself mm-hmm. and um it's about um two disabled people moving out on their own Edgar was already pre-established on his own Edgar's my friend who we met in our um in our board and care home mm-hmm which I've never been in one of those places before. Never have. My friends have. I went to go see them, and they're not very good, I don't think. Well, Where are you living now? Are you with your folks? I'm with my parents. I always lived with them. Okay. Now, this shows um, uh, me and Igor moving out on our own, taking the bus ride. And I'm not so sure if I can do it. But throughout the whole thing, though, me, our Igor is not so sure, though. We have to reassure ourselves, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. And I'm Ronald. Now, though, um, as you can see, though, in this, and, um, and, and, um, and yeah, it's a very heartwarming um, stuff. Almost everything Ellen Gerstein writes is very heartwarming. We know, and um, Patrick Cooper, he's a great artist. Mm-hmm. And um, William, uh, I mean, um, Blair Williamson, though, his mom is a, um, She's a talent, um, um, what do you call it, though? The cast is like the, um, like the performing, um, like your main stars, um, agent, uh-huh. gentle. And um, she got me a job on this, though, with Bruno Kirby. I think this is his last movie before he died. Okay. If memory serves me correctly, because I could stand correcting on that, that though somebody wants to Correct me though, but you know Bruno Kirby is, don't you? Uh, I do not, but IMDb does, and I can cheat. And City Slickers, Godfather, Stuart Little, and oh um, wow, yeah, he was the voice member of that bad mouse that's going to take Stuart and sell him off to, to the cats. Mm-hmm. He pretended like the um, the mouse is pretending to be his dad. Well, that was him, mm-hmm. and um, and and so. Yeah, he was the voice of that. No, he's when Harry met Sally. Good Morning Vietnam, Sleeper, right. City Secret. He's on everything. He's on a lot of things. So his brother still, um, he still does acting training. His brother does. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into him a few times, but yeah, Bruno Kirby was great to work with. There was one part of the script he didn't like, and he had um, kind of like changed. And he was supposed to come in and yell at me. Uh huh. And, and um, he says, he came in there. He says, I ain't yelling at him. <laughs> so what did they, what did they change it to? A soft touch, still like reminding me though that the bus is coming. I mean, you got to get ready, um, Ronald. You're going to go get Edgar real soon. Mm-hmm. And so, so I had to get my stuff ready, go steal the turtle, mm-hmm. which. Don't, um, nobody, um, doesn't, I don't want your turtles, by the way. I got offered so many turtles after this came out. It's not funny, though. People want me to come to their house and steal their turtles. (laughs) Sorry, it's my tea. It's very specific. People want the uh, turtles being the gift after a film. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had to lie about three or four turtles offered to me. My stepsister made, I don't know if this is a mistake, when she was maybe 12 or 13 years old, she told everyone that she loves cows more than everything. So that meant that every birthday, every Christmas, all she got were cow presents, like cow thermoses or cow posters, cow calendars, cow books. And to this day, she only gets cow presents. So it... Your little sister? My uh, stepsister. She is younger than me, though, I think. Uh, yes, Selena, this episode isn't about you. We're talking about Carly. Oh, Carly, what's up? Um, quick question about this film. Did you help with uh, the script? Like, if, if Bruno was giving suggestions on rewriting, were, were you working, uh, were you helping out with, with rewriting and changing the direction of the film at all? Yes. I was actually taking um, um, Ellen and her, and her friend, um, which she did a lot of work on it, um, um, Doc Maria Jones, which you probably do know her. Mm-hmm. Her though, you probably know of her work. She's from Glee um, and stuff like that. She's also um, been on um, Verizon commercial, Skittles commercial. Um, I actually took them, though, to get them in real handicap workshops and stuff mm-hmm. like that to help give them ideas on how they would act. But also, so Ellen has has friends that I believe that she spent time with in the past to, um, that they were also disabled. I think the most of her stuff has to do some type of dis- disability, like her last one I liked uh, with that um, guy from Night Court. Court, though, um, is about him having all... Alzheimer's disease mm-hmm. and um and she wanted you know they want to go through her high school experiences one last time so before um he forgot everything oh okay that's kind of a beautiful yeah that one beautiful is idea yes that one's right where it's showing them meeting up in a park on a park bench and they're just going through old times and stuff um I think if I remember, think correctly, though, she got the money for this, Ellen Gersting, though, off of um, the, the the Annie, um, the Walt Disney Annie film that she did um, earlier. Yep. Which she was part, which her joke was, so she only did, like, one line. Mm-hmm. Though, um, it's... It's showing the police um, getting rid of them from outside front of the orphanage. And she says, I'm just hanging out with my millionaires club. <laughs> so, and that was very funny. Mm-hmm. And that's the line that got her in, not into the millionaires club, but that was her moneymaker on that film. That's that, I think that was her moneymaker along with a lot of other things old with um that she always wanted to do. This was a dream of hers. I know do. this version. I'm looking at the information for Annie right now, the one with Alan Cumming and Kathy Bates. I've seen that, that one. That one's a good one. Yeah. I no, like here's the thing. I w- anything with Alan Cumming, I will watch it. I love him so much. And that you get Kathy Bates. She's phenomenal. She is she's, phenomenal. She's the best. I love her. Yeah. That yeah I like her on any, uh, any show she done, though, like The Blind Side and... Mm-hmm. And all that stuff, though. Yeah, yeah, I like that movie. Also, I worked with Sandra Bullock's, too. Hey, how'd you end up working with Sandra Bullock? And all about Steve. Mm-hmm. I was background. Oh, okay, okay. I was, um, yeah, I did a lot of background work. I worked on Carnival. Um, the HBO, HBO show? Carnival. That's a good one. It's funny. They fired. They didn't want me at first, though. They told me I had no future there. Really? What? Yep. Yeah, so. How'd that go? 
Well, I worked at Shell for two, two, two years after that. But yeah, I was called in for a fitting and interview the first. And um, I came in with my sister and her friend. And they, they hired those two, but they told me I had no future there. They said that? They said you have no future here? Yeah. Why would they? Anyway, please continue. I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah, they said that we can't use you on the show. So, so anyway, so I said, okay. So I just left. So, so I figured out, oh, well, I'm just not going to go back for Carnival anymore. And they kept coming to the film festivals that I was, um, that I was doing because uh, Wait for Ronald was there. They kept watching it and all that stuff. And, and they kept coming and kept offering me, though, to give Carnival another try. They even had an audition right down the street from my house. Hopefully, I'd show up to it. Mm-hmm. Were they shooting up in Lancaster area? The- They're shooting in Lancaster area, okay. but they also they had um, auditions like about a few blocks from my house. So you just walk on down. I didn't go. Oh, okay, yeah. And then finally, though, they called me up though, and they said, "How come you're not coming to these auditions and stuff? Though we we want you to work." This movie, though, because I was putting in for a Chevrolet commercial, which that was done by the same agency, and they kind of like made a deal with me, though, because I wanted me and my mom to work on a Chevrolet commercial. Yep, I, yep, yep. My, I had my parents on set a lot of times. That's awesome. That's, hmm, so, I wonder, my mom's going to be coming out to L.A. soon enough. I wonder if I can get her on some something just to, just so she can see a set. Yeah, I got my, yeah, I used to work with my whole family. Um, I, I used to to bring my mom and my dad on onto movie sets and stuff like that before they got too old and their health started failing. Yeah, them. yeah. I worry about that. My parents, they're not that old yet, but it's, we're, you know, it's time to start thinking about, yep. about that part of life. Yeah, I got them on Ollie. Mm-hmm. My dad worked with me on Carnival. Um, Big Love, I we worked that show. But... Yeah, anyways, so, so they told me if I try one episode mm-hmm. on Carnival, I can work the Chevrolet commercial. Ah, okay. So I did one That's episode. not a bad deal. I'd, I'd take that offer. Yeah, so I did one episode of Carnival. They kept me for the for the next two years. <laughs> not bad, dude. Congratulations. That's, that's not a bad move. Did yeah. you enjoy it? I mean, was it a fun show to be on? It was a fun show, yeah. And they really loved. One day, though, before I came into work, they were watching this movie here because they really loved it, though. They kept coming to the film festivals mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, just could come see it, though. Lots of this, lots of the, um, you know, the, the, the talent, I mean, the actors did. And so they. So, bammo, I got a job on it. Awesome. That's, that's, so, that's, that's a good story. I want to work on Carnival. I know it's over, but the HBO shows, those are the ones I really, I'm curious oh, what the was, set is like. It was great to work on Carnival for two years. That's, um, yeah, I got reminded of that, though, two weeks ago on that untitled movie, though, when I finally ran into somebody that worked with me on Carnival. Ah, okay. Good little a trip down memory lane kind of thing. Yeah. Then he started smoking stuff I had around me. He says, yeah, that's right. I was not allergic to that stuff. Oh, really back then. On the way over, you sent me that text saying that no smoking where you are. You are, this, that is fine. I, I hate the smell of smoke. You will never, you will never oh. smell a cigarette in my house. It'll dry up my eyes. 
it'll dry out my soul. I get so angry. Yeah, it'll dry out my eyes, and I have, I'm really in trouble. Um, I got a quick question. Maybe not quick. I don't know. And then we're going to start jumping into the fishbowl. Uh, just because we, ha- I have you here, and uh, like, how can we better represent uh, mental and physical disabilities in movies? Like, what would you want to see moving forward? How can we improve it? Well, probably though they have real disabled people um, playing themselves more. Mm-hmm. Though there was a show on TLC though called Born This Way. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, though, that show just didn't go over. And I think it was because um, that they were showing um, them drinking and, and all that stuff more. And people don't like to think that we do that. But we got dirty minds, too. Do you party? I don't party, no. Okay. But a lot of, lot of us likes to. They, they, they party, yeah. They yeah, we do things like normal people. We want to be like normal people. Man, I am so straight laced. Though no, I don't, I don't party at all. I, I don't even drink. I'm the most no. boring guy you've ever met, guaranteed. No, I don't party much at all. Too like, like my friend Eric. Though when I'm taking him to um, down down a, to road game, though we we. Um, we start talking about you know stuff like pretty girls and stuff like that. And he and he goes, uh huh. He's yeah, he's disabled too. <laughs> yeah, says, yeah, we we're need to all, get our minds clean. We're all people. Clean minds are good minds, though. I do agree with that. Let's let's stay let's stay respectful. Uh, but yeah, we're all we're all people. Do you want to jump into the fishbowl? I can't fit in there. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> okay. What have you got? If money wasn't an issue, where would you live? I live with my family in Barron Springs, Virginia, right where my dad had 14 brothers and sisters growing up. 14 brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's great to be out there. It's pretty green country, and I got like a lot of good relatives if I had the money and the chance to. I have a question. Have you ever had a, had all 14 of them in the same room at the same time? Yeah. You have? You've done the big family reunions? Yeah, we've done big family reunions. And so they, they have a farmhouse out there. So. That's awesome. Man, I love, I love those, those farm parties. Those can get very out of control, and they're always, always fun. Yeah. You mind if I pull one? Yeah, go ahead. All right, my turn. So what we do is one and one and one. So it's a, and then you'll go next, and then I'll go. What's that one? <laughs> it, all it says is stab him, stab him, and eat of his flesh. Stab him, stab him, stab him, stab him, oh, stab no. him. So uh, we're gonna skip that one. Your turn. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't need to. We don't need to stab. You got. You got the 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 electrocution machine. Anyway, I couldn't. I couldn't attack you. Okay, what person, living yes. or not, though, would you want to spend the day with and why? I think I spent the day with most of the people I always want to spend the day with, though. I got to work with most of my favorite stars, most of my favorite people, see how they work and stuff. I got to work on a lot of Steven Spielberg stuff. And Wait, um, what's Steven Spielberg? Did you get to see him on set? Yeah. That's awesome. What, what were you on? I've worked with him five movies straight. I didn't think he was going to let me go. I worked with him. I met. I've, I worked with him on AI. Okay. 
Which, and, which part of AI was in, in the flash fair and also in the village right okay. where the motorcycles were going through yep. destroying everything. But I was in the flash fair. What about us? What? If, okay, I'll, I will rewatch that one. I was um, also working with him. Um, let's see. What's Minority Report? Mm-hmm. Though um, I was in the mall scene. Okay, my mom is showing up very clearly. I also worked um, with him on um, Catch Me If You Can. That is such a good one. That one's so much fun. Yeah, if you notice, I played a prisoner on, on Catch Me If You Can. If you notice, though, the haircut here, uh-huh. though, he cut, you know, they cut that Don't Catch Me If You Can, and I left it because I figured, though, that made me look like um, Ronald because mm-hmm. they wanted me to look like a prisoner. I says, you know, though, I'm going to... Let them go ahead. I'm going to let them cut my hair like that because uh-huh. I think that's what I'm looking for. Awesome. Anyways, awesome. I worked with him on War of the Worlds. Down the rainy scene, um, mm-hmm. I got to push a cart. Though. I got to act like um, I think I was somehow related to his kids of pushing all their stuff down the streets mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which that was cool. That's awesome. He's yeah. one I would love. I would love to see him for a day. Just how he works, how his team works. So I'm kind of jealous of that. Kind of jealous of that one. Oh, he works wonderful. What's he like? What's it like to watch him work? He's very calm, tempered, and stuff like that. He'll he he's just like uh, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll we'll cut. We'll do it again. Um, he mostly works with Cindy Alisi casting. Hmm. So, you know, the casting couch, which I've been with him forever. Yes, any Lacey casting now. That's how we go with. I, I used to be with her dad until her dad, her dad used to get me um, um, lots of jobs and stuff like that until he passed, I think, about a few years ago. Uh, Charlie Lacey. Mm-hmm. Who else? So Spielberg, that's in your your top three. Who are the other, or who else is in the in the top of Cameron like, Crow? No, what were you with Cameron Crow on? Uh, let's see, Cameron Crow. I think it was almost famous. How good is that movie? It's great. I but, love that one. But the one I liked the best, let's see here, um, was um, is Vanilla Sky a Cameron Crow film? Is that his? I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it is or not. Um, I think. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's know, Cameron Crowe. I know I worked with him though on um, Elizabethtown. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's the the uh, not Claire Danes. Who's who's the girl? The Spider Man. Is that not her? Yes. What's her name? What's her name? To work. Kristen Dunst. That's the one. Orlando Bloom. Were you on set with Orlando? Did oh, you get yeah. to see him working? What's that like? That was. Great seeing them. They were, that was a wonderful cast. Mm-hmm. And and Susan Sarandon was. Oh wonderful. my God, she's in that, dude. How good that. is she? She's the best. She is wonderful. I got to I got to work on that for two whole weeks. I had to work out two days at the um, at the Pomona Fairgrounds, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be a farmers market, and I got to work on that for two whole weeks. So at the awake scene. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm in there and they were marvelous to work with. Oh, I'd love I'd love to see them on set. I'd love to. 
I've, I get the feeling like Orlando Bloom, like he's he's an kind of an actor's actor. Like he loves the acting thing. Mm-hmm. Like he got famous for the Lord of the Rings being handsome, but I think he really likes doing the acting work. And I'd love to see him do that work on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he was he was great though on that. And um, let's see here. Also, I got to work with Ray Romano. Really. For two, yeah, right where Ma Scott back. One time though, um, my friend though, um, she she was living at a place though where they're filming um, Quantum Leap. Okay, I think it was a prison. Like they scene. came into her house, or she was living nearby where they were shooting. Um, she the ranch is was owned by her family. She lived on the okay. ranch, I believe it was, and um, and I had to get her car fixed up for it. Um, because her car needed some tires, here's and stuff. She had a 1956 car, which that was great. But anyways, though she, um, yeah, yeah, they were filming that prison scene. That I think it had James Earl Jones's son on it. I think, mm-hmm. and um, and they're filming on his ranch. So, and she she got a picture for um, for my sister. Mm-hmm. But she didn't get me no picture of Scott Bakula, ah. and, and um, but that was, I said that was okay though. I think that's gonna be a right. I was jealous of my sister for getting the picture, but then they called me up. Then they wanted me to go to work on a, on another show he was working on after Quantum Leap called Father Can't Cope. Hey, quick quick story. Ray Romano. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just on set with him up in Lancaster. We were shooting uh, really? Get Shorty there, so I was yeah yeah. So uh, straight line connection between you, me, Ray Romano, <laughs> and Lancaster, <laughs> Lancaster area. Lancaster area. Yeah, yeah. So I worked with him on. Yeah, that's yeah. He's great to work with. Uh, I wish I worked with him again, but yeah. Um, so. I like living in Hollywood because you can get Hollywood stories just from living here. Like you end up working with these people who are huge, huge names. I like the I like that Lancaster because the everybody down there they said, "Wow!" and you, it's like it's out of touch for them, and it's like a big star here in our presence. So no, not me. Man, but, I like Lancaster. I really like going up there. I love those. There's like that big lake or something. Palmdale. Yeah, it's just you come over that hill and you see the lake, and it, I, I just really like that that area. You mind if I ding? Let's get the next one. Yeah. Is this your turn or is it my turn? I don't know. I'll take. I'll take <laughs> one. You never did ask the last one. Well, that one was a disaster. Stab him. Stab him. Describe a moment. Oh, describe a moment where you were obsessed with someone or something. Unless you don't want to, in which case you don't have to. This is something or someone. Is there like music, band, movie? Yeah, I think I admired my friends though when I was growing up because they can just go out and drive and play in bands and stuff like that. And I couldn't really couldn't do that. And also, they could go to college, but my counselor would never let me and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But but usually, everybody I usually assessed or dream dream about though like the big stars I usually worked with him in the past or something and then it ends up they'd be not friends from work but it ends up being a job and you understand their work too like it's not an obsession it's more like a, a mutual respect yeah I have a question so you just mentioned like you didn't get to go to college I did went to some college but not in my high school years okay but like looking back now 
do you feel like you missed anything because of that? It seems like it, you know, it seems like a pretty good life. You getting to work with Spielberg and Cameron Crowe, I, I wouldn't complain, but do you feel like you missed out on, on any parts of life because of that? Well, actually I did get to go to college, mm-hmm. but the problem was with that is that they looked at my special ed, I mean, they looked at my special ed records from school they put me in a class that so just dealt with counting and numbers and stuff like that again. Mm-hmm. So I dropped out of the local college. So I took, um, so I just paid to have my, to have classes at home. Uh-huh. But I think the internet now, I can take any class I want to and just pay for it online, and they're not going to hold me back. I get to have those classes. Yep, yep, yep. But back in the eighties, that wasn't so. What were you studying back then? Like, what were you bringing people in to teach you? Well, I wanted to um, to to learn more about um, acting, TV, and stuff like that, and um, and learn about more about um, religion and stuff. But instead, I was um, they put me in these in this class still in the community college, so it was more special ed. So I left that and I paid for my classes though through Liberty Bible College and they just shipped it home. I just found the commercials on TV and I fear they can't hold me back because I'm not going to give them nothing. Yep. (laughs) You are you a religious man? You go to church every week? Yeah, I go to church every week. Yeah. Do you believe it? I mean, I I go to church once a week and I'm I'm not sure if I believe. Yeah, I believe it pretty much. Though some it's. Yeah, I believe most most of it. Though sometimes they say something's like a what, but mm-hmm. I try to catch on to what they're trying to say. What part of it of the it's the Christian Bible is that, is that correct? Yeah. What what about it speaks to you? All the stories of Jesus and stuff like that, the apostles, Moses, and stuff like that. Though, but like the letters and stuff, mm-hmm. they have to kind of like. Um, it's kind of like, though, you have to figure out what they're talking about. There's, there's a lot of poetry in there. There's a lot of poetry. You have to figure out what, what, the, what, it, what it means. And I'm, I'm, if anybody says this is exactly what the Bible means, I don't trust them. I get, I get suspicious because mm-hmm. there's so many ways to read it. Well, the Bible's an old book. Mm-hmm. From, and um, it was written like 2,000 years ago. Some things have have expired in the Bible, which is no longer relevant, which is no longer relevant for today, but a lot of things are still there, like women to be quiet in church. Though that has can can like come and gone because back then women, um, from what I understand, they were not educated, mm-hmm. which is very interesting though. The Bible never counts women as as any other things. Um, like right when Jesus fed the 5,000, he fed the 5,000 men because mm-hmm. women were never counted. Women are children. You know? So, yeah, today, yeah, today, like I say, where that verse is expired because women are much more smarter today than what they were back then. So yep. it's called to speak. That's um, my sister is a pastor, and one of the things she brought up is that. Uh, that, that if you say, like, the women shouldn't be called to speak or to preach, 
that's completely wrong. So the first, because, because the first people to report that Jesus rose from the grave, they were women who discovered it and and brought the good word back. The, 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 the good word, like the, the whole, the whole conclusion to all of that was, was yes. What's on your mind? So you go to your sister's church. (laughs) Uh, when I'm in Pennsylvania, I do. I love going to her church. And I sit in the front row and I try to mess her up. Like I'll stare at her and try to make her make a mistake or or miss a a verse or something. Kind of church is it? Really good. Really good? Really, really good. She's a really good pastor. That's why I I don't don't want her to have any success. That's why I try to to make her make a mistake in church. Yeah, church I go to looks like a warehouse. How is it a big one? How big is the it's congregation? It's about five thousand people. That's a lot of people. But then the pastors they always know where to come pick on me at. Oh, okay, they find you. Yeah, they always know my favorite seating place, which that's usually in the back. All right, new promise, Selena. Sometimes I talk to my sister through this podcast. She's a listener. I will not. I will not pick on you in church until you have five thousand or more members. How's that for picking on you? <laughs> Yeah, she she must be a very sweet sister. She is. She's really good. That that's why I was asking you about your little sister because when we were kids, I would I was horrible to her. I would beat her up. I would always be yelling at her or playing yeah. mind games. We're good now. I've said sorry, and she accepted my apology. So no, I, I love her a lot. And please take one. Let's see what's next. Let's see. If you choose to date one. Would you choose from slimmer or strip? Um, you need help with that one? I don't know. Some people. <laughs> this is way. This is stupider than I think you think it was. If you had to choose to date one, do you know, you know the movie Ghostbusters? Yeah. Do you remember the green uh, Slimer, the green guy, the green ghost? Yeah. Okay. Did you see the movie Gremlins? Gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather date Slimer from Ghostbusters or one of the Gremlins? Slimer. <laughs> All right. That's all. Journalism. Worked, yes? I worked with Danny DeVito. Wait. He's, why? What, what was the Danny DeVito? Was that Carnival? He was on. Was he on Carnival? No. I'm thinking was, of. Um, he was on Get Short. He was on the um, Get Shorty they filmed in Long Beach. Mm hmm. The old um, movie, not the new show. Yeah, not the new one. I've been, I've been doing. I've been doing movie background work straight since the 90s. It's like, yeah, I think, though, it was, um, I think it was one of those, um, I worked with him in Long Beach on a Get Shorty movie. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. That's, he's he's a good one. Uh, is it, it's my poll. I don't want to date either Slimer or a Gremlin <laughs> if that's all the same to, to the world. I don't think so. We're going to pull a different one than that. So this is the Hollywood fishbowl. I'm yep. touching it right now. The world famous Hollywood fishbowl. Oh, yeah. What are some of your favorite films? Some of my favorite films. You know, the ones I worked on are ones I did not work on. Are the ones you watched. Let's see. I like Bill with... Um, Bill? Yeah, Bill with, um, with um, Nicky Rooney back in the 80s. And that really inspired me to do more... They'll push handicap movies. More matter of fact, I used to take that movie around and show it to everybody. Everywhere I went, those about him coming out of home. Let's see here. Um, and let's see here. Recently, though, I liked um, Oh Yeah, Alvin and Chipmunks. Mm-hmm. I worked. Yeah, I worked on that. <laughs> Which was the first, second, third? 
first. Who was that? It's not David Cross. Who's the guy that was in that? Um, same one that I. Jason Lee. That's who the, the star was. Jason Lee. Yes. Yes, that's who it was. And let's see here. Here, um, let's see another favorite movie I have. I liked uh, I liked the Muppets all the way through, and I finally got to work on one. <laughs> Wait, which, were you? Which one were you on? The the um, one though that was the sequel to the you know the new they kind of like cut off and they made a new series. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like though Kermit gets mixed up with another frog. And yep, 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 yep. I was one of those standing out there on Hollywood Boulevard in front of the El Capitan Theater, holding mm-hmm. up a, you know part of the crowd, holding up signs and stuff. I act like uh, I was um, that that um, that the last movie just ended. Mm-hmm. That though, um, I was acting like though we were on the last movie, and then they ordered a sequel, mm-hmm. and and now it's just a tumbleweed blowing down the street. Yeah, that's part of that crowd. Awesome. That you, you know the um, Muppets Take Manhattan. That movie makes me cry every time I watch it. Do you, you've seen that one? Yeah, that's where I got the idea though of keep going after the casting director because they have a song on that one. Can't take no for, for an answer. answer. Yep, 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 yep. That's the one. So every time she'd tell me no, I'd say maybe the next one. That's that's why I love it because it's just these friends who are out. All they want to do is a creative, fun project together, and they don't give up. And it, it's it's a, such an inspiring story. I really like that one. The part that makes me cry, and it makes me cry every time, is the uh, the saying goodbye. Yeah. Why is it sad? That yeah. song just breaks you, my heart. And you know what, though? They may have said goodbye, mm-hmm. but they didn't give up on their dreams. No, no, of course not, because they're they the were, Muppets. <laughs> no, but that's the way people should be, though. Although they had to say goodbye, get detracted and all that stuff though, for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but people gives up on their dreams. They never did. And they all came back together at when Kermit says, we're going to, we sold this script. Although they had other trials there. Oh, but yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. This was shown on TV. Waiting for Ronald was shown like, I think, eight times last year. That's awesome. That's really I mean, good. Really expensive channels. And I said, I couldn't believe it, though, I had that many um, encores. But yeah, I'm not giving up either. That's good, man. I think I think we're good. I think that are you are you okay? Are you feeling good on this conversation? Yeah, I'm feeling good. This is this actually made Amazon Prime by a few months ago. Hey, what if you uh, held this up to show it to the camera so everybody would know? That's waiting for Ronald. You yeah. can go check it out on Amazon Prime, or just turn on your TV and uh, click, through, click through the channels. You'll you'll find it. Waiting for Ronald. Yeah, you'll love Ellen Gersting stuff. Man, I already do. You don't have. I, I'll watch it, but I, I already love that. That. Um, then let me just say a sincere thank you for coming on. And okay. Uh, do you have like a Twitter, Instagram, where people can follow you if they want to? Are you on any social media? Facebook. <laughs> All right, so we can find you, Jody Clark, right? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about being on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing happening on Twitter. You're you're not missing anything. Besides, besides everything, though, that's going on Washington. Oh, uh, you want to do one more? Yeah, let's do one more, and then we'll 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 wrap it up. Okay. What's the most honest thing you say from your heart? Don't think, just answer it. It was great being here. This has been a very fun thing. It's worth every minute of it. 
But then I hope to come back again soon. I hope you. I hope you. And the Hollywood Fishbowl, the world famous Hollywood Fishbowl, right there, Jody man. Some fish. Oh man, you're gonna find one in there, and if you do, that's a huge problem for for the production. How long has this show been going? Uh, We've been going on for a minute. Uh, I'm gonna. Is it okay if I press stop? Yeah. Okay.